PulseCast is written and produced by students at SUNY New Pulse. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of SUNY New Pulse. Welcome to PulseCast, an original student-produced podcast from the campus of SUNY New Pulse. This is season four, covering everything from obsessions and cults to near-death experiences and a war that never happened. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we've enjoyed creating. Subscribe for new episodes and topics every semester. Hello and welcome to the untold story of the stars of the Negro Leagues, the great baseball players who never got the recognition they deserved due to being shut out of Major League Baseball. These players were some of the best of their generation, dominating the field with their incredible skill, athleticism, and passion for the game. Despite the incredible talent on display, the color line that existed in baseball for much of the 20th century prevented these players from ever getting the chance to play in the major leagues. And as a result, they were largely forgotten by mainstream baseball history. But that doesn't mean their contributions to the sport were any less significant. In fact, many of these players were true pioneers, blazing a trail for future generations of black baseball players and paving the way for integration in the sport. In this podcast, we'll delve into the lives and careers of some of the greatest players of the Negro Leagues. From Tricky Stearns, to Smokey Joe Williams, to Oscar Charleston. We'll explore their incredible accomplishments on the field and the impact they had on the game of baseball as a whole, despite the obstacles they faced. We'll also examine the broader social and historical context that gave rise to the Negro Leagues and the racial segregation that defined much of America's society at the time. Through it all, we'll seek to honor and celebrate the legacy of these incredible athletes and shed light on the often overlooked history of black baseball in America. So. Join us as we embark on this journey through the history of the Negro Leagues and discover the stories of the greatest baseball players you've never heard of. For this next section, we're going to take you back to the early 1900s as we dive into the lives and careers of Turkey Stearns, Smokey Joe Williams, and Oscar Charleston. In fact, the audio you are about to hear is from a rare videotape of Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth taking part in batting practice for the New York Yankees. This should paint the picture for all of you fans at home. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the historical context we're about to provide you. Born in Nashville, Tennessee in 1901, Norman Turkey Stearns began his professional baseball career in 1920 with the Nashville Giants. He quickly made a name for himself as a power hitter and a talented outfielder with a strong throwing arm and exceptional speed. In 1923, Stearns joined the Detroit Stars of the Negro National League, where he played for over a decade and became one of the most feared hitters in the league. He won several batting titles and led the Negro Leagues in triples six times, which is a record now recognized and shared by Major League Baseball. Stearns had an unorthodox open batting stance, his right heel twisted and his big toe pointed straight up. He earned the nickname Turkey because he flew around the base paths like a turkey with his arms flapping. He was also an excellent defender, playing in several East-West All-Star games and was a key member of the Detroit Stars team that won the Negro League World Series in 1935. After his playing days were over, Stearns became a scout and helped develop some of the future stars of the game, including Hall of Famers Hank Aaron and Willie Mays. 
Despite his incredible talent and accomplishments, Stearns was not inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame until 2000, over 30 years after his death. Stearns is considered by some as one of the great all-around players in the history of baseball, but because of his race and his quiet personality, he never received the recognition that many believe he deserved. Born in Texas in 1886, Smokey Joe Williams began his professional baseball career in 1905 with the San Antonio Black Broncos. He quickly established himself as a standout pitcher, renowned for his fastball, control, and deceptive pitching style. Over the next several years, Williams played for a number of teams in both the United States and Latin America, getting a reputation as one of the most feared pitchers in the game. He played for the New York Lincoln Giants, Chicago American Giants, and several other teams before finishing his career with the Homestead Grays in 1932. Williams was known for his remarkable endurance, often pitching multiple games in a single day, and his ability to rack up strikeouts at an astonishing rate. On August 2nd, 1930, at age 44, Williams struck out 27 Kansas City Monarchs in a 1-0, 12-inning, one-hit night game victory. Despite playing in an era of racial segregation, Williams was often pitted against some of the greatest white pitchers of the day in exhibition games, including Walter Johnson, and his 20-7 record against them only cemented his reputation as one of the best in the game. After his playing days were over, Williams continued to contribute to baseball, coaching and mentoring young players in his community. He was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1999, over 30 years after his death, cementing his place in history as one of the greatest pitchers to ever play the game. Considerable debate still exists over whether Williams or Satchel Paige was the greatest of the Negro League pitchers. Born in Indiana in 1896, Oscar Charleston began his professional baseball career in 1915 with the Indianapolis ABCs after spending three years in the U.S. Army. Over the next several years, he played for a number of different teams in both the Negro Leagues and Minor Leagues, establishing himself as one of the most dynamic players in the game. Charleston was known for his incredible athleticism and versatility, excelling as both a hitter and a fielder. He was a 5-2 player before the term was even coined, with a powerful arm, lightning speed, and a keen eye at the plate. His most productive season was with the St. Louis Giants in 1921, when he hit 15 home runs, 12 triples, and 17 doubles, stole 31 bases, and had a .437 batting average. John McCraw, a three-time World Series winning manager for the New York Giants, of Major League Baseball allegedly once said, if Oscar Charleston isn't the greatest baseball player in the world, then I'm no judge of baseball talent. Charleston played for several of the most iconic teams in the history of the Negro Leagues, including the Homestead Grays and the Pittsburgh Crawfords. He won several batting titles and was a key member of several championship teams. But perhaps even more impressive than Charleston's on-field accomplishments was his impact on the game of baseball as a whole. Charleston was a key figure in the creation of the Negro League Players Protective Association, an organization that sought to improve working conditions for black baseball players and ensure they received fair treatment from team owners and managers. Charleston's contributions to the game of baseball were finally recognized in 1976 when he was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. 
And now it's time for the round table. So how's it going, guys? Going good. Going That's good. That's great. Good to be here. 10, 12 a.m. <laughs> SUNY New Paltz Sojourner Truth Library discussing baseball. I like the sound of that, huh? So, first player we have, Tricky Stearns. Well, many of us know the history of uh, Jackie Robinson. Some may know names like Satchel Paige, Josh Gibson, but there's a lot of these stars from the Negro Leagues who, because they weren't allowed to play in Major League Baseball, their stories have gone pretty much untold unless you know a historian or have visited the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. Um, so looking through the history, some of the guys that really stood out through their career, Turkey Stearns, I mean, he had 187 home runs, which I believe is one of the top five all-time in Negro League history. Let me fact-check that really quick. Fourth highest total in league history. What impressed me most about Turkey Stearns and reading up on him was um, how he did all this with that unorthodox stance. And we talked about it before, but his right heel twisted and his big toe pointed straight up. Um, I feel like a lot of the stances today, like, there's very little variation, you know what I mean? Like, both feet are pointed towards the base, and, like, there's, like, slight variations to everyone's stance, but for the most part, they're all the same. And the fact that he was doing that with, like, his stance that he felt comfortable with, um, I thought that was really cool. Well, I think a part of today's game, too, that really just has inhibited the whole, you know, integrity of the game has been the oversaturation of analytics. And don't get me wrong, I love analytics, but... Oh my goodness, there's just so many analytics. And now, you know, you see a player like Joey Gallo in the modern day where it's like, oh, um, he's either home run, walk, or strikeout. That's all he's doing. So I think even you see back then, there was less focus on numbers and more focus on, you know, are you good and do what you want to do. So despite his incredible accomplishments and contributions to the game of baseball, Turkey Stearns, I'm not sure how many of you knew who he was before we started researching him for this project, but what do you think accounts for this lack of recognition he's had, and why is it important to ensure that players like Stearns are remembered and celebrated? And it was really sad to me, just when I read through some of these guys, how long it took them to finally get recognized, and now it's becoming more like accepted and well-known part of their history. Um, that they're among the greats, but there's so much we still don't know about their career because not all of their games were documented. Some of the stats are probably misleading. Like he, yeah. There's a good chance he hit more than 187 home runs, and we just don't know because of all those doubleheaders they played. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think probably the main reason is, you know, like, like it was said, the the racist history of the country and, you know, his skin color and, you know, him being probably considered one of the pioneers for baseball. Like, why wouldn't you recognize that person, you know? But obviously it was a good thing that he was not recognized and put into that um, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Something about Oscar Charleston that I found really inspiring was the fact that he was a key figure in the making of the Negro League Players Protective Association. So that just shows me that he really wanted to make a difference and he could see that they weren't being treated right and something had to change and he was part of that change. So that is really remarkable to want to start an organization like that so him and his colleagues can get the treatment that they deserve. I think that that's really admirable 
and it just shows the kind of person he was and how he's very deserving of being a, a Hall of Famer. You know, reading up on Oscar Charleston, there's a lot of people that think he has an argument to be the greatest player of all time. But when I think of him, I just see a commitment to elevating black baseball. I agree. I think that one of the interesting facts that I've read of Oscar Charleston is him being a baseball player, but also a manager. He was an umpire and a scout, which I guess allowed, as a scout, if he was a scout, allowed other young Negro players you know, that we're talented to being picked up. But, you know, if, if he's looking at them, the way they play, stuff like that, and gives the people more opportunity to, you know, play the game of baseball. And, yeah, I think that was very interesting. Well, that's going to do it for the untold story of the stars of the Negro Leagues. I'm Jimmy. I'm joined by John, Gary, Matt. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you learned a little bit today about the history of the Negro Leagues. This episode of PaltzCast was brought to you by SUNY New Paltz's DMJ333's podcasting class. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating. Special thanks to Ed and Gina Carroll for their generous support. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every semester.